Happy holiday. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. While the merry bells keep ringing, happy holiday. The holiday season and Santa Claus is coming round. The Christmas snow is white on the ground. When old Santa gets into town, he'll be coming down the chimney down. He'll be coming down the chimney down. It's the holiday season. And Santa Claus has got a toy for every good girl and good little boy. Santa's a great big bundle of joy when he's coming down the chimney down. When he's coming down the chimney down. He'll have a big fat pack upon his back. And lots of goodies for you and for me. So leave a peppermint stick for old Saint Nick. Hanging on the Christmas tree. It's the holiday season. The holiday season. So hoop-dee-doo and dickery-dock. Don't forget to hang up your sock. Cause just exactly at 12 o'clock, he'll be coming down the chimney down. He'll be coming down the chimney down. He'll have a big fat pack upon his back. And lots of goodies for you and for me So leave a peppermint stick for old St. Nick Hanging on a Christmas tree This is In the Know for Tuesday, November 30, the 334th day of 2021. There are 31 days left in the year. Good morning, MD. Guiding you through In the Know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 103.9 The Moose. Live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Twitter. And the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. We'll preview the month of December, what you'll be celebrating. Also, the latest news headlines. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In The No. He is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio NewsHawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe. London, Moscow, Paris, and even Litchfield. He's Sam Gormley. And the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. It's kind of hard to go from Andy Williams to uh, Psycho Sam. Just, I think it's a good transition. I think it's a decent, decent transition. Especially what you have to play next. That's, you kind of get, you get, get to kind of weave through yeah. all of the different the channels. Of- Max Scherzer is the highest paid MLB player. All yeah, I saw something he's with the Mets. Uh, it's not going to matter. They all getting locked out tomorrow. That's kind of what it sounds like. I think tomorrow at four o'clock or something. I don't know. Yeah, I, it's not I baseball can't. season. Yeah, I'm not going to worry about baseball until baseball. Well, listen, the Reds barely have anybody left. What so I, I, ex- I kind of feel like the person sitting next to me right now and having no players left. What I team. am excited about is that Miss Kentucky is now Miss USA, and she wears UK blue, and she's a broadcaster. Like, it couldn't have gone better for us today. Uh, L. Smith, uh, who is a reporter with WHAS Television in Louisville, is the new Miss USA. She was crowned out in Tulsa last night and super excited about that. You could have given me... I had no idea where it was. You could have given me the rest of the show, and I'm not sure I would have ever guessed that they would have held Miss America in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's it's the middle of America. I mean, doesn't that make sense to Is you? Is that why they do it there? No, I don't know. I, why I don't know. I, was just I, say, know I would have no idea. I don't know there. why they do it in, in Tulsa, but uh, nonetheless, over there in chair number three, we say good morning and welcome back. First Baptist Church, Litchfield knows him as the Worship and Discipleship Minister. The Social Security Administration knows him as Dennis C. Cook. Yukon Cornelius. We lovingly know him as Yukon Cornelius. Morning, Humble Bumble. Hey, guys. Welcome back. I'm back, okay? I'm back. Good to see you. We did miss you last week. Thanks for letting me in the door, actually. Uh, Happy to. Were you on assignment last week? Uh, Yeah, I was on assignment. Uh, I was... uh, I was on an assignment, all you right. You assigned to escort your wife wherever she wants That's to go. That's the assignment, my, my friend. That's all right. Loaded up all of the loaded up the 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 progeny. Yeah, and uh, took off. It really was a uh, adventure delayed, right? Something you were trying to do last year. Yes, last year we were hoping to go to Chicago. 
uh, over Thanksgiving break. We have a new tradition of doing non-traditional things okay. on Thanksgiving. Right. And uh, Wait, is that a tradition in itself then? Well, we're concerned about okay. that, actually. Right, sir. Uh, so, <laughs> There's a committee looking into it. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> okay. We'll get back with you. Right. Um, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, so we're going, we went to go to the home alone house and get a picture from the home alone house yeah. and, uh, visit some places. And, uh, it seemed like the perfect opportunity to do it. So all of the cook ranch got into the truck. We loaded up and went to Chicago, like the Beverly Hillbillies. And then once we got there, I realized that a, I forgot my CPAP mask, Uh-oh. but I had the machine. Uh, so okay. that was rough. So and did you make a trip to the medical supply you store? You better believe okay, I did and all right. spent all of our food money allotted <laughs> for the budget that week. <laughs> and then the most the most <laughs> crucial thing, especially for someone like me, is that I forgot my belt. Um, and what I realized, and I have a little tool to trade here for anybody out there listening, is that you can take a nice-sized phone charger and do things with it. So... <laughs> Uh, After day I, one of walking around with my finger in my loop like this and waving like this, I thought, I'm going to tie that puppy around. I, <laughs> I Do you have pictures of this? I don't know where to start. <laughs> it uh, happened. First, I thought Yukon Cornelius was surely a suspenders person. Oh, well. uh, but uh, au contraire. Uh, well, so, for this situation, yes. Uh, listen, I got a connection here tonight. I'm sure that person has a picture somewhere. <laughs> probably. He probably doesn't even know what city he was in last week. He's 16. Uh, all right, Dennis. I guess I would also ask then, so there is a medical supply store in Cook County, Illinois, but not a belt store? Well, after I'd spent the money on the CPAP. You had no money for a belt. I said, I'm not buying anything else. And I, I didn't. I didn't buy this shirt. My wife bought this shirt for me uh, right beside Wrigley Field. And I said, hey, I'm not paying for it. So <laughs> did uh, did you see Joe Pesci and or Daniel Stern in the Home Alone House neighborhood? Well, the awkward part about this is when we pulled up, there were two construction vehicles <laughs> right out front and a landscaping business ah. was in the front yard. OK, that looks that sounds sketchy to me. So we the across the street is the house that they go to at the end. Uh, where the yeah. wet bandits had been and right. whatever, but it's yeah. really across the street. It wasn't part of another set. And and we kind of figured this out. Oh, the scary neighbors right here, that's really the house. And across the street is the wet bandit house at the end. And it's like uh, we were kind of standing in the driveway and we're like, oh, they have an Amazon package on their porch. They're real people. <laughs> and all of a sudden their garage door starts to open and we start running down oh, the sidewalk. Yeah. We're yeah. gone. You looky-loos. <laughs> Here you are. You looky-loos are in our neighborhood again. We had a great time, though. We had uh, uh, Thanksgiving lunch at a uh, Mexican restaurant inside of a, of a Mexican grocery store. Oh, that would uh, have been good. And so you know kind of how those little hole-in-the-wall oh, yeah. things? Uh-huh. Yeah. The food was amazing. That, sound, that does sound non-traditional. Uh, and then oh, I think two questions. I was going to say last question, but two questions. Uh, did you Did you go to some type of parade? Oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah, so first off, they have an office experience up there from the show, and uh, that was Sarah's kind of plan to take Gracie. That took her to it. She The sets were there. Were there items from? Uh, oh, during, yeah, real Was the Jello there? During the Christmas mm-hmm. season, I always loved the Hickory Farms store at the mall. Yeah. Did Shroot Farms have a produce display? <laughs> for <laughs> so, Yes, it did. It was amazing. <laughs> what, was the office experience worth it? Yes. Was uh, it? it was unbelievable. I would have given anything to have that experience for my favorite show. But there was a parade on Thanksgiving Day, which I sat out in the cold from 6 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. to watch people do flips, ride horses, and bad marching bands walk in front of me. <laughs> All with a phone charger tied around my waist. <laughs> That's why you sat there. You I couldn't did. get up. <laughs> yeah, I, I was frigid. <laughs> I got it. Well, so they said, who can hold our seats? Oh, uh, no belt over there. Yeah. You can't stand up anyway. Hey, we had a great vacation, down. though. Uh, and then last question. Did you see Jake and Elwood? I can't think of Chicago without thinking of Jake and Elwood blues, so I just presume. I that. looked around a couple times. Didn't see them unless they were incognito. <laughs> they were probably crashing up a shopping mall somewhere. <laughs> yeah, talking their, all the belts with their cruiser. That's right. Uh, warm. Glad you all had a safe trip. And uh, you know, and I can't just go inside any store and buy a regular belt. Okay, sure. Standards. 
Well, <laughs> get a couple of Sam's delts and time all together and hopefully end up with something that's going to be close. <laughs> Weather-wise, we're going to see a warming up week. Uh, watching midweek rain chances, we'll see a chance of a quick hitting system tomorrow, but uh, here and gone very quickly. Then highs in the 60s are expected by the end of the week. 68 on Thursday, 68 on Friday, looking nice. Uh, increasing clouds today, a high of 59, mostly cloudy, 36 tonight, scattered showers, and a high of 56 for tomorrow. A few of the headlines, uh, the White House is saying that uh, Omicron is a cause for concern, but not a cause for panic, is what President Biden said yesterday. And so uh, they continued with their messaging and said, you know, get your boosters and do what you need to do, and uh, going to give them an opportunity to study a little bit more on what impact the Omicron variant may have. It's probably here in the country, but we've had no confirmed cases of it yet, so uh, more to come on that. The health department said 52 new cases in Grayson County yesterday since their previous update on November 22nd. Positivity rate still at 29.2. No new deaths reported between November 22 and present. And so there you go. Grayson County still in the red. Edmondson County not, but all other surrounding counties and counties within the region are. A Grayson County felon who has uh, was wanted on multiple felony charges and was a frequent flyer of the Grayson County's most wanted list was apprehended on Sunday. 42-year-old Daniel Portman was wanted for two counts of fleeing or evading police in a motor vehicle on foot, resisting arrest, reckless driving, and first-degree persistent felony offender. He was located and arrested by Grayson County Deputy Sean Fentress on Sunday, had some assistance from Constable uh, Stanton. And the LPD as well. So uh, Sheriff Chaffins made a comment, said they were really happy to get him off the streets and made a reference to hopefully he will stay off of the streets. The Kentucky Senate top leader pushed back yesterday against the governor's insistence on seeing redistricting plans before deciding whether to call a special session, saying lawmakers wield the policymaking power to redraw legislative and congressional boundaries. So we have to do this once every 10 years. After the decennial census, then in the subsequent year, legislatures around the around the country are responsible for seeing where the population shifts occurred from district to district and redrawing those lines to try and create balance. But um, Bob Stivers said, I don't plan to go to the governor on anything. He knows we're ready. He should call us into special session. But he has made it a caveat that he's not calling us into special session until he approves the plans. The decision on whether to reconvene lawmakers for a special session is up to the governor. Bashir has said repeatedly that he'd like to see a plan from leaders of the GOP-dominated legislature and to have an agreement before deciding. Well, it isn't his – It's uh, this is one of those um, um, powerful objects and immovable force type deals where – He's the only one that can call a special session, but the legislature is the only one that can redraw the districts. And so they're sort of at odds. And so you may wonder, well, what's it matter? What's going to happen next if they don't come to some type of agreement? If the Republicans don't want to show their cards and the Democratic governor refuses to show his cards, what do we do? Well, it pushes this redistricting into the regular session. So it would start in January, and that's a problem because they would spend the first days or so unveiling their plan, voting on their plan. Their plan is going to get vetoed. Then they have to go back and then override the veto. Well, what does that do? Because they move the filing deadline for candidates up, it creates a special challenge for them because the districts are still in play before knowing who might actually qualify to run in those particular districts. Does it matter much? No, it doesn't matter much in this particular case, especially at the congressional level. Is it an immediate impact or would it not start till 2022? Uh, I think or till 2024, rather. My understanding is that it's immediate. Mm, be- I don't like that. I think it should at least wait because I think even if it is, I mean, let's say that they do go in there and improve it today. That I mean, that's still two months sure. until the filing deadline. But because of those con- congressional offices being two-year terms, mm-hmm. they Which would Which is be, why I think you should wait two years and go to 2024. They would be waiting. And there, there might be a method of doing that. But uh, the filing deadline is now January 7th, which they moved up to get out of the way before the General Assembly goes into session. And there was so some, yeah, even even if they do call the special session right now, I don't 
I mean, and again, I don't know. I'm just more saying that I feel like it should wait till 2024 regardless. I, I think like even, the, even the people that are like Brett Guthrie, I'm sure he didn't want to know at the last second that, hey, now you got to run against James Comer or something, you know, and I'm sure that there's no way that they'd actually pull that off. But mm-hmm. it's yep. still... Also on the legislative calendar, while one Louisville lawmaker plans to introduce legislation during the 2022 General Assembly to allow medical marijuana in Kentucky, another one is proposing legislation to legalize it for recreational use. Jason Neems from Louisville has sponsored a um, a medical marijuana bill in the past, one of which won easy House approval in 2020 on a 65 to 30 vote, but it was not acted upon in the Senate. Now, Representative Nima Kulkarni, who is a Democrat from Louisville, looks to add Kentucky to the growing list of states that has authorized adult use of cannabis. Her bill would remove criminal penalties for possessing small amounts and give voters a chance to protect those provisions constitutionally. Um, she says she is sponsoring the legislation for several reasons, and you could read more about those online should you be curious. I am not for the decriminalization of marijuana, but what I am for is an honest assessment that if we're not going to prosecute and penalize crimes, then why are we, why are we bothering? Now, I'm not looking for that to be a back doorway into the recreational use of marijuana. But, you know, as you hear on Kentucky Sports Radio a lot, you know, a punishment, a, a rule is not a rule unless there's punishment involved. So we're, we're busying up law enforcement with citing for these offenses. And then they're clogging prosecutors and county attorneys and et al., and they're choosing whether or not to prosecute them or they get dismissed or even if they get they go to and a judge sees the light of sees these then it's a slap on the wrist or the case is dismissed or and even if somebody's incarcerated if they're just let loose i just think it's time for an honest assessment and conversation about what we're deeming is criminal behavior and what is not criminal behavior because the way that the justice system and the way that society are going on this matter are in two different directions. Mm-hmm. So let's just be open-minded and honest about what's going on rather than just being so determined and hardline to go, no, it's, a, it's, 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 still, a, it's still a criminal activity. I, I don't disagree with that. But it's not being punished like one, by and large. And so if there's no punishment, you're not creating an incentive for people not to do it. So... I think we just probably need to get our our ideology lined up with reality. I think medical marijuana needs to happen yesterday, though. I'm really surprised that hasn't happened. But then we're a short leap to recreational use right from there. And that's where they're the, well, they're trying to hold back on that and go, well, once you cross the Rubicon. I know it's been I don't maybe back in 2019, the Grace County Fiscal Court, they signed a I don't know what it is, in favor of it after a local resident came and talked. And that was the first time I'd really heard a lot about it. And hearing the talk and hearing them and their research, it kind of really made me in favor of it. It was just really interesting listening to that. And I know that the fiscal court and Judge Henderson are in uh, approval of that. I I guess in summary, what I'm trying to say is let's make our walk match our talk. You know, if we got to change our walk, fine. If we got to change our talk, fine. But the two don't seem to be matching up right now. Uh, big news on the coaching carousel. It's quite remarkable in uh, college football that it used to be if you had a middle ground program, then you were vulnerable to your coach being lured up to the next level or what they might call destination coaching jobs. But now t- twice in the same week, we've seen – Coaches leaving destination jobs for other destination jobs. So you got Lincoln Riley leaving Oklahoma to go to USC. And now you've got Kelly leaving Notre Dame to go to LSU. Now, if you're a Kentucky fan, good, the LSU job is filled. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, do you have to worry about Notre Dame now? No. Probably not. Luke Fickle. Do you have to worry about Oklahoma? Maybe. Does Bob Stoops serve? He's the interim coach at Oklahoma while Lincoln Riley departs. So I'm 100 times more worried about Oklahoma than I am Notre Dame. Okay. 
Uh, I think Notre Dame will hire and Luke Fickle from Cincinnati. Is so again. So Notre Dame. It'll be the second time Notre Dame gets their coach from Cincinnati because mm-hmm. that's where they got Brian mm-hmm. Kelly. Uh, let me ask you: Is this a good move for Brian Kelly? Yeah, I said yes. Uh, because I think Notre Dame always is going to have the, oh, well, you're an independent. You know, do you really deserve to be there? Mm-hmm. Uh, and now, and also you got to think Notre Dame, where's he really pulling recruits from? You know, mm-hmm. it, Northern Indiana, you, you're up there mm-hmm. in the Chicago area. It's not yeah. like high school football. I mean, yeah. are there good high school footballs in that area? Absolutely. But now he's going to have access to Louisiana, Texas. Now that the S there, you know, the Texas is coming into the SEC. He's just going to have so much more room for recruiting. And then also I was reading that he has to do so much extra things as the head coach at Notre Dame. Really? Dealing with boosters is just kind of like, and now it's kind of, he gets to kind of step aside and worry about coaching. If you've ever met a Notre Dame fan, you can, you've probably gotten a sense that uh, there are high expectations Mm -hmm. of the uh, Notre Dame brethren and, and boosters. But you also see... Ed Orgeron, who was a perfect cultural fit for LSU, was an alumnus of LSU, won a national championship two years ago at LSU, well, and got he, he had, and got turned out. He had some, he had some extracurricular. He may have taken a hep, half a step out the door, but if uh, you're winning, those things don't matter near as much. To yeah. seemingly, they, I'm not saying they shouldn't, but they don't. Smartest guy in this whole situation. Mark Stoops. He gets to sit, have a great season, get rumored for all this, and collect more money. Do you believe the do you believe what we heard last night that the recruits have been told at Kentucky that Stoops is still on board I mean, and will be what on board? coach doesn't say that? Brian Kelly a week ago made a comment saying that unless the fairy godmother comes, I'm staying at Notre Dame. All right, does it all show that he was in four different states recruiting yesterday? Like, I, if you think you're out I the think, door, don't you take your foot off the gas a n- little bit? Not unless you're taking the, the coaches with you to the next school and saying, you'll be my first big recruit there. <laughs> but then also, touching on Brian Kelly as well, you know, thinking about the food, too. Where, where would you rather eat food, Louisiana or South Bend, Indiana? Any of Indiana is blech. So, yeah, I'll take, uh, I'll, I'll take Creole. All the time. So there you go. Coaching carousel continues. It's the silly season, but I'll tell you, I'm happy that Kentucky's part of the conversation. You know, it's you've kind of arrived when you That's got right. to that point. So we got to get to a break. We've got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Today is Stay Home Because You're Well Day. Oh, so, so much for that. Wow. To be clear, I did tell you a few days ago that it was today. You just didn't remember. Uh-uh. It is also St. Andrew's Day today. Makes me want to play golf. Yeah. Whenever I hear St. Andrew's, it's uh, Moose Day today. M O U S S E. I didn't know if it was like Litchfield's Country oh, Station. No, not, okay. not Station Mascot. And it is personal space day today. This is my space. This is your space. You stay in your space. I'll stay in my space. It's also the day I get to unveil Joy Bull, the track from... uh, Are we going to get soundtrack for this? No. No. We got got written authorization from the author. Zuckerberg does not know I exist. How do I go about buying the CD? Well, there are a couple of different ways. I'm, I'm pretending as if I don't already have There's one. There's a couple so. of different ways. Well, you don't have a physical copy, but uh, you, uh, you can come by the church office at First Baptist, 106 East Walnut. 
Christy will sell me one. Christy will uh, give you a CD for a $10 donation towards missions. That's the wording. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. That uh, makes sense. They're not necessarily for sale. It's just that we're, all the money goes to missions. So, okay. And then also this Saturday, if this is okay for me to share, if not, you can edit it out later. I saw it. Yeah. I was actually, I asked because I, I knew you were going to be somewhere this weekend. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. At the hometown uh, Christmas uh, show, or something like that uh, at the <laughs> Center on Main at 8 o'clock. Anyway, there's going to be a bunch of booths set up at the Center on Main for Christmas. Right. Crafts and, Crafts other, and other wares. And, yes, and I'll sure. be there with a, with a table, with my CDs, all three that we've made, and all the money goes to missions. And uh, that starts at 8. So, uh, you know, if you can't get to the church, come on out to that and, and buy some. And give them as Christmas gifts. They also make great Frisbees and coasters. Uh if I buy all three, is there a punch card? Do you punch my card and like I get a There's free a special. sub sandwich uh, no, or something? It's three for shaved thirty ice. though. <laughs> shaved ice. Can oh, I, I can work some? that out. Uh, but also, it, so uh, if you have not seen online, uh, you unveiled a, a brand new song on Sunday to the congregation yes. of First Baptist. Uh, can, can I somehow swing a deal where if I buy the CDs, I can get? A copy of that somehow? Yes. So if you get the new CD uh, with uh, all of the original music I've written, uh, there's a QR code on the back of the CD jacket that you can scan for digital files. And that that live recording is on the digital file uh, folder. It's like the uh, Adele Chris Stapleton version. We got... It's it's getting fancy. Over to be here. clear, I, to, I I do want you to understand that I have listened to your project before I have even heard the Adele Chris Stapleton collaboration. Well, thank you. So uh, I, I heard that collaboration. Know. I did too. I YouTubed it. I'll give you my rating. Okay, we'll talk about it later. How about okay. that? Uh, December begins tomorrow, so please support this project. Thank you so much. Uh, we uh, it's it's um, it's wonderful music to begin with, as have all your previous projects been. But I see your growth, and I think others will too. And it's definitely worthy of supporting, considering all the money goes to missions. So, yeah, hundred percent. You can't go wrong on that. Uh, tomorrow begins Bingo Month. Um, I know she's super excited about that. Safe Toys and Gifts Month begins tomorrow, and Write a Friend Month begins tomorrow. Tomorrow is also Eat a Red Apple Day. Like Probably not apples. a bad idea. Okay. <laughs> An apple a day keeps the doctor away, right? Supposedly. National Fritters Day is uh, Thursday. Apple fritter. Okay, I'm, I'm there. Uh, <laughs> Santa's in. List Day is on December 4th. I think that's when I think that's when you find out if you're naughty or you're nice on the 4th. So after that, does it not matter what I do? Well, that's kind of what I wondered. If I had known that that was a loophole <laughs> all of these years, I might have made different choices. No kidding. St. Nicholas Day is on the 6th. Letter Writing Day is on the 7th. Okay. National Brownie Day is on the 8th. I had that down. Poinsettia Day is on the 12th. Bill of Rights Day on the 15th. Of course. Dennis, you will want to know that National Chocolate Covered Anything Day is December 16th. December 16th. I got that. I'm National sure that... Maple Syrup Day mm-hmm. is December 17th. Love syrup. Crossword Puzzle Day on the 21st. Boxing Day on the 28th. And, of course, New Year's Eve, December 31st. Sounds good. Plan accordingly. Thank you. You will not be surprised to learn that thanks to inflation and supply chain issues, the 12 days of Christmas are more expensive this year and would cost $41,206. The CPI is up 5.7% in 2021 relative to its pre-pandemic level in 2019. The index measures the cost of all the items in a full verse of the Christmas song, 12 Days of Christmas, the price of two turtle doves, five gold rings, ten pipers, uh, piping grew to $41,206. I didn't know until two weeks ago that supposedly all the items in the 12 days of Christmas have some tie to Catholicism. Did you know this, Dennis? No, I was today years old. Okay. Well, I was only 14 days ago years old when I learned this because I was puzzled. So there's okay. some type of, apparently, there's some type of correlation between the specific items, 12 you know, Drummers two turtle doves, doves, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. And somehow it, and so I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't do any research on it, but I was at least told, and I was, I was told by a minister that this was the case. So I, I yeah. believe that. Keep researching. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it wasn't your minister. <laughs> no, no, no. He, he would have told you the truth, but. If you are worried about porch pirates, here's how to protect your packages this holiday season. You know, the one guy built an Amazon wall, which I thought was pretty 
pretty cool. Uh, but the U.S. Postal Inspection Service suggests don't let mail pile up. <laughs> okay, good step one. Thank you for this. <laughs> From the well-duh category uh, to, hmm, I think one and two might be uh, connected. Number two, pick up packages promptly. Okay. Would that be an effort to Slow not down let here. mail pile up? I'm writing this up? down. I tell you what, Dennis, I'll give you my copy Please. of these at the end so you can keep up. Keep tabs on your front door. Okay. Well, that's the way I go inside. So. Oh, that helps. Request a signature confirmation. Oh, don't do it. No. It'll never happen. Don't do it. You'll be chasing people down in March. <laughs> don't. Don't. Just don't do it. Inquire about overdue or missing packages. You think? <laughs> Number six, utilize shipping updates and alerts. Uh, that is helpful. That is that a is handy helpful. tool. Yeah. Absolutely. Without a doubt. And then make sure and file a change of address if you've moved recently. That will make things uh, well, more smooth. I ordered something, and yesterday it was supposed to come in, and it said it was delivered. And I got home, and it wasn't wasn't on my porch. So immediately that's the first thing uh, of that it came to. So I, like, set my stuff down inside and came out to make sure. Because they occasionally had put it in some different places, mm-hmm. I guess, trying to help me out. Mm-hmm. And I'm in this, like, <laughs> frantic mode, and my neighbor comes out. And she's like, hey, they delivered this to me. Like, thank goodness, because I was about to, like... Yeah. Aren't you glad you got a good neighbor? Uh-huh. I am very much so. Um, here's also one thing that I would suggest here. So I'll give you... What was that? Those were seven. I'm going to give you number eight. Number eight is, remember there are seasonal drivers. Yes. So yes. where your normal drivers and delivery people who we love and appreciate, yeah, they know, like, they have their own routine of where they do things. But if you have maybe a bit of a unique setup, like we do, then you may find your items at a different door or hiding behind something you wouldn't normally. Whereas your normal couriers, you know, you know what their routines are and they know what your routines are. But when you've got seasonal drivers or you have a driver who has an elf who might be, you know, hopping Uh off the truck and Mm -hmm. running and dropping. So just... Inspect your property as a, a as a whole before you, well, you go call in the post office. That's what it was. I had one time, and it was something. I don't even remember what it was, but it was something that was a little bit more expensive. So it was kind of like a legitimate panic. Luckily, mm-hmm. yesterday's, I think it was like $15, so it wasn't as big of a deal. But they had put it somewhere else, and I was scrambling. I was like, well, I guess it's the last place I looked. And I looked down, and there it was. Let me say this, too. You didn't keep looking after you found it? You're right. Yeah, no. <laughs> Be Dennis does that. Be nice to these people. Oh, absolutely. Okay, this oh, is absolutely. this is something that should have been on that list. Be nice to these people, and and as you are being nice to them and friendly, build relationships with them. Ask them their name, and some of this stuff will happen automatically for you. They'll have your best interest at heart, and they do with their job anyway. But they they'll go the extra mile because you're building a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or maybe. Just use that advice for dealing with all people. Okay. Would that be all right? Eh, just be- male guys. <laughs> what about the male gals? Uh, yes. Yeah, see, if gal, you yeah. let me finish, <laughs> see, I get cut <laughs> off so many uh, times. Breakfast cereal is about to get more expensive. Here we go. Yep. Uh, General Mills plans to increase its pricing in mid-January on hundreds of products, a dozen brands, Cheerios, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Lucky Charms, Wheaties, Reese's, Puffs, Tricks. Progresso, Yo Plate, Fruit Roll Ups, Betty Crocker, Pillsbury, and more. It says General Mills is uh, increasing pricing for some items as much as 20%. Listen, when I go get my box of Honey Smacks. <laughs> well, I think you're good. I don't think they're it, General Mills. If I, yeah, That's Kellogg. Sam, if you'll let me finish. Well, I'm this, trying to help you out here. I, I'm going down a road. And, it's, and the family size box gets increased when I... I will not get it. You're not? Well, I mean, I'll get it, but I'll be mad about it. But is <laughs> is Count Chocula General Meals? Yes, I All think, right. isn't it? Yeah, I think I'm so. sending somebody a tweet. Uh, I'm going to fix and this. Then this is problem. Uh, last week, the United States had to dip in to their oil reserves to try and bring gasoline prices in line. This trouble is that working? Canada has tapped it into its strategic maple syrup reserve no. to avoid a shortage. Say it ain't so. No. Listen, I'm fine with this, but here's when we get to the point that the United States has to dip into its emergency ranch dressing reserve, <laughs> then we're going <laughs> then we're going to have problems. It, it, so long as we have ketchup and ranch, I'm good. But those two things disappear, we got problems. 
we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Star Wars was modeled after the appearance of Albert Einstein. Oh, that's great. See the resemblance in there when you... I'd always heard that, that George Lucas got the inspiration from that infamous Albert Einstein photo that he saw. Love it. Speaking of the Star Wars world, the book of Boba Fett, the new trailer is out. Dennis, have you seen the trailer yet? I haven't seen the second trailer yet. So it's out, and it's uh, ready to uh, come out on December 29th on Disney+. Plus. So I use that as a segue to be able to really selfishly talk with Dennis about Get Back. Fantastic. So um, speaking of Disney+, Plus, uh, did have you counted all the cuss words that they had to... <laughs> Gosh. Because that was one of the big things. They, you know, Disney had to sign off on this documentary because there's some salty language in there. Um, Do they not bleep it? it no, they don't. No. It kind of blends in, too. Um, you know, after a while, you really don't. Especially, it somehow sounds more formal because it's British. Yes, I told Sarah, it's, <laughs> it really gets lost. I said, at some points, the kids could have even watched it and had no clue what they were saying. It's like mm-hmm. in Ted Lasso. Mm, yeah. Well, it's it's hard. Um, I, I'll tell you, I'm, I am uh, very impressed with what Peter Jackson's been able to do with that documentary. Now, yeah. it's a commitment. You've, you've got to dedicate about 10 hours to it. You do. Um, yeah. But it is worth the journey because I have found myself, when I get into the valleys of it, Dennis, we'll see if you feel the same, I'll get to a point where they're having crosstalk with one another and keeping up with the dialogue is a little hard for me. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I see why that dialogue was left in because all of a sudden we're up on a peak of something that happened. And so it's it's not your typical documentary series. It's not. Now, have you finished it? No, I just finished part two last night. So I'm halfway through. So it's like that with the dialogue, and it's also like that with um, the music because as you watch parts one and two, you've noticed this, that they it's almost like they all have attention deficit disorder. So, like, they're sitting in this circle, and they're talking, and their talking just goes everywhere. They're laughing, they're goofing, and they're serious, and they're arguing. and they're doing But the music's the same way. They, they, they can't focus long enough to get something good going, and then they start banging around, and they start switching instruments, and they start playing mm-hmm. just funny, different style. They start playing Elvis songs, Chuck Berry songs, and, and all this, but there's a purpose to that as well because from that, they hear this chord. Or they hear this line or they think of this phrase, and that leads to one of the biggest Beatles songs ever written. That's right. Well, and the neat thing is it made me wonder watching it last night is if you view it differently or if it connects with you even more because you're a composer. Like it's at a different level for you because you've been in a studio where you've had to take chord structure and explore it and follow these threads to creating something. And so it's good for a lay person, but I can imagine it's just completely different level for you. I will say it was, it was probably one of the best things I've ever watched Hmm, because it hits me personally, Mm -hmm. like you said, and to be able to have a, the fandom of that band the songwriting perspective that my mind is currently in with with Paul McCartney and John Lennon to see them at work and to this in the scope of oh it wasn't a 30 minute thing i got to view these guys three straight days almost like you said 10 hours behind the scenes and that's what i love i love anything behind the scenes that shows what's what's real mm-hmm. i want to see what's happened just to think about the amount of that was cut from the footage Sure. The, the the amount of work, the four years or whatever it took to, to bring this three-part series together is uncanny. But you are seeing these people, and at times you go, uh, am I watching a movie? Are these actors portraying it? And mm-hmm. you're like, no, these are the guys. Mm-hmm. So mental note I made was the amount of musical content 
that they played in the studio in rehearsal that wasn't theirs, but you could saw you could see them drawing from just even something as simple as Can't Heat or some of the old blues songs. Or the, sure. they would just suddenly you know shift into that one thing the 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 one the John Lennon line where he goes. And now your host for the evening, the Rolling, <laughs> the Rolling Stones. Stones. And so that kept a line that he kept going back to. But it showed personality. But the amount of music that was there was impressive to me that wasn't there. Sure. It showed how they developed their music. But then it occurred to me last night through the second part that I was robbed of the opportunity to know John Lennon. Yes, without a doubt. See, my parents got to experience John Lennon the young years, you know, the mop tops and mm-hmm. the British invasion. But me as a less than 10-year-old when Lennon was killed, I never ha- – I had his music and a few media appearances, you yeah. know, the famous Dick Cavett one that's in Forrest Gump and like all those. But this is an opportunity to really know John Lennon. Without a doubt. And as a 42-year-old uh, man, I I did not grow up with – the, the fame of the Beatles and but I did have this uh, instilled through me in in the media I'm assuming not by my parents but the media about how uh, maybe John and, and Yoko broke up the Beatles like it was them and Paul and John never got along and I was watching a, an interview with Peter Jackson over the weekend where he said that really through all this, his eyes were open to the real personality of John Lennon, which was fantastic in this documentary. And, and, and it, was a, it was a love story. And it was a love story between two best friends who have lived their life together through Paul and John. And you really got to see that. You got to see two friends handle conflict together, have serious conversations together, mm-hmm. have fun together, and just goof off in the most crazy of, of ways but but also at the end of the day, team up to do some amazing things. Now, I don't know how they were really as people. I'm just talking about in this docu-series. Yeah, the amount of fun that they were having, even in moments where they were just rehearsing and didn't think anyone yes. – they knew the camera was there, but they were doing things just unassuming in a way that – it was funny that they called – they didn't call – Richard Starkey. They didn't call him Ringo, even though that was his show name. <laughs> they called him Rich. Yes, you know, they I just heard called, it was funny that. to hear Ringo be called Rich yes. or RS. Sarah kept know. going, "Who's Starkey?" When they would put the names up on the <laughs> yeah. of who wrote it and whatever, I was like, yeah. "That's Ringo." I can't speak for the rest of his life, by the way, but I know for a four week period in January of 1969, Ringo was stoned for four weeks. <laughs> like you can just see him in the eyes. Like he's, you can just tell there was uh, someone with a a. Uh, um, someone without a knowledge of drugs might look at him and go, Man, he is doing a good job as a peacemaker. He's letting them share thoughts. He's letting them. But you know what? If he was stoned, he was the best metronome ever. He was pretty solid. It was. Uh, now, we'll say, have you got to Billy Preston yet? Yes. He's phenomenal. And what Billy Preston added to that album that you didn't have any idea that was that wasn't there until he showed up. It was Billy uh, Preston. My only takeaway from him. Is that he's the reason there was an album? Yeah, that's he was right. the reason. Yeah. He kind of brought them all together to point because they were talking about how the manager had died, and no one was really saying, "All right, guys, be here at nine, be dressed in this, and let's go." When he came in the studio, everything changed, and it got them excited. You could see it in their eyes. You could hear it in their music, and that pointed them all the way through the rest of this project. Isn't it interesting that? Uh, John actually called Billy Preston the fifth Beatle. Yes. You know, that's high praise. Like, if John Lennon tells you that you're considered the fifth Beatle, yes. that's, uh, you're in some rare air there. So. And, hey, cigarette stock back then? Oh, goodness. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Goodness gracious. It's worth the time. It, it is worth yes. the time to invest over the holidays. I think you'll enjoy it. we got to get to a break. We'll come back, finish it up for the morning here on In the Know. Starlit glow, telling stories of the days long ago. Every family reflects on the memories of old, like a movie the timeline unfolds. Granny reads. 
what, this Christmas time? Yes. Is that this track? That is. All right. Very good. Another good one. Thanks for playing it. Happy to. MB's point to ponder for today. What's the worst holiday chore? Oh. I guess any anything for me dealing with dishes. <laughs> Cleaning up from the big oh, okay. meals. Yeah. All right. Got it. I'll, I'll, I'll do it, there. but I mean, I'm twisting my arm. 52%. Sam, you got a the least <clears throat> favorite? Well, yesterday we were putting up the tree here, and a couple of the ornaments we have have glitter all over them. And it's like cleaning because it's like you can't – it's like sand. Yeah, you you can't true. get rid of glitter. Hard to get rid of. Well, speaking of, the worst holiday chore, 52% of people said wrapping presents oh, yeah, is yeah, the yeah. worst. Have, yeah. I will tell you, though, if you do it correctly, if you have a proper wrapping station to do it and you have the proper supplies, I enjoy wrapping. Yes. I enjoy making ribbons. I enjoy I, I enjoy it. Me too. Something my granddad w- li- really liked to do it, um, and, and, and I'm good at it. Uh, I worked retail for a while uh, f- as a teenager working in a clothing store, and so hmm. I got to wrap presents, you know, at Christmas time yeah. for that. And so I just got I got I got good at it now. It's time-consuming, and I don't often find the time to be able to do it, but I enjoy doing it when I can find the time. Powering. But only if I've got the proper workspace, if I've got yeah. the proper tape, if I've got the proper ribbon, i got the proper... you got to get in the zone, right? Mm-hmm. So get all the presents together, get in that zone, and stay there. Yep. Luckily, they make the new, like, the, the tape dispensers that you can, like, slide onto your fingers, uh-huh. and it, like, pulls out exactly the amount that you would need. Mm-hmm. Great mm-hmm. invention. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. It just says more about the gift. The gift alone is not the fact that you bought something. You were thinking about someone. It's that you took the time to also present it well. That's right. Now, I love wrapping gifts. Yeah. I love um, wrapping in general, but gifts, yes. Wiggity, wiggity, whack. I go freestyle. Don't do this. Uh, I, I did be, read. I'll be beatbox it out I here. did need to work in that Miley Cyrus and, and Pete Davidson – uh-huh. From Saturday Night Live, will host New Year's Eve special for NBC. Oh, so the wholesome variety oh, good. of the New Year's Eve specials. Miley Cyrus and SNL's Pete Davidson. I can't believe the 700 Club passed huh. on having them host for them. Yeah, we're going to play the Netflix countdown, two-minute countdown at 1030 like we always do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sounds good. Uh, on television tonight on NBC, speaking of the live top ten eliminations of The Voice... On HBO, Life of Crime, 1984 to 2020. And on Lifetime, Saying Yes to Christmas. Dennis, what's your review on um, what's your review of uh, Hallmark m- movies so far this season? I've been watching some. And they, That's all you can say? They are, uh, they are Christmas-themed, romantic-themed, Christmas tree farm-themed, and... Um, Growing in relationships. That's very insightful. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Cougar basketball tonight, too. Double oh, header. Oh, yeah. Uh, 5.30, first County game. And uh, Grayson County, mm-hmm. 5.30. Mm-hmm. It's early. Be yeah. a good-looking so, cameraman there tonight. The game tip-off is actually at 5.30? Mm-hmm. Or it's tip-off, right? It's not this. Yes, it is. We are back good. to tip-off. Not throw in. So the Lady Cougars tip off at 5.30, and the Cougar boys will tip off at Throw in makes me want to throw up. 7.15, but both on K105 and K105 Digital Productions. All right. Today's highlight in history, this date in 1993, President Bill Clinton signed the Brady Bill. In 1782, the United States and Britain signed preliminary peace articles in Paris. In 1835, Mark Twain was born in Florida, Hmm. Missouri. Florida, Missouri, not Florida, Florida. Okay, you got me. Winston Churchill was born this date in 1874. Michael Jackson's Thriller album was released this date in 1982. Should be a national holiday. Don't know why it's not. Hmm. And uh, President George H.W. Bush passed this date in 2018. Birthdays today, Ridley Scott is 84. Mandy Patinkin is 69. Billy Idol is 66. They handed him some birthday cake for his birthday. You know what his response was? What? More, more, more. Oh, boy. You hear that silence? Bo Jackson is 59 today. <laughs> Bo. I got dad jokes. Yeah, you do. Uh, ben Stiller is 56 today. Speaking of my dad, he met Bo Jackson in the last year. Really? Yep, sure did. Ben Stiller that is 56 is awesome. today. Clay Aiken is 43. Kaylee Cuoco is 36. And Chrissy Teigen, oh. you might know her as Chrissy Teigen, okay. is 36 today. 
Passing notes. What negative remark did you make about my dad? No, 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 no. It, it was just somebody as agreeing as with my viewer, comment about glitter. As a viewer, uh, despises mm, glitter. Glitter's bad. <laughs> That's what kind of what they said. Robert Guillaume was born this date in 1927. He played Benson on television. Dick Clark, born this date <gasps> Most underrated show ever. Benson? Yes. Maybe not ever, that, but... That, that, People forget kinda, about Benson. That show was kind of groundbreaking. No, yes. I was thinking, did Benson spin off of soap? Oh, that I don't know. Maybe he was great. We, uh, William, William Defoe, right? What's it? Robert his name? Guillaume. <laughs> William Defoe is that? Well, oh, that's Defoe, Green Goblin. William Defoe was not on <laughs> the, Benson. <laughs> that was great. Although William Defoe playing a butler, I'd watch it. Would be it's creepy. <laughs> 1953. No, from rags to Tony Bennett, number one, Rags to Riches. Did you watch his with Lady Gaga the other night? I did not. I, I saw a clip from it. He can still sing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. He was, I, I think I mentioned after I saw the interview uh, the, where they previewed it on 60 Minutes, yeah. you could tell he's like flipped a switch and he was I watched there. that 60 Minutes when it was good. Well, and that's kind of, I felt like I had the takeaway from it. Mm-hmm. Plus, Yellowstone and Succession were on, mm-hmm. and there were just other things. I was also watched first part of part two of The Beatles Get Back. And now that you got internet, you're, you're crazy I, listen, over there. I have, I have to make appointments <laughs> now to watch things. It's like, I have this... I have this pent up, you know, like this ah, look in your eye now. And watch everything, and now you're, I've got it. You're finally in, in to, the 21st century. I don't have time to watch all this stuff. It feels like an avalanche of content. You going home today looking for Benson reruns? Yep. Hank Snow, number one in '62. Do you want to hear where he's been? Chicago, Fargo, Minnesota, Buffalo, Toronto, Winslow, Sarasota, Wichita, Tulsa, Ottawa, Oklahoma, Tampa, Panama. Isn't there a version that has Caneyville in this too, right? Uh, it is when I sing it. But um, you could sing all this towns in Grayson County. I, I understand I'm going to offend some people, but I prefer the Hank Snow version of this song to the Johnny Cash version. Really? Mm-hmm. The original, then. Mm-hmm. Yep, I do. 1971, The Shy Light, number one. I know many of us think this was an MC Hammer song first. <laughs> it's a Shylock song first. <laughs> Dennis, remind me to tell you a story about the Shylocks after the show. All right. All right. What else do you need to know about? This is good. Diana Ross, I'm coming out in '80. Love Shack, B52s oh, in '89. That's my wife's that's favorite a song. Great song. Alanis Morissette, Thank You in 1998. Blame it on Dennis. And well, I'll take the blame too. Too much get back talk. Sorry. Apologize from 07 and closer oh. from the chain smokers in 2016. So there you go. MB's Brillo Wisdom for today. Dennis, thanks for coming in. My pleasure. Thanks right. for having me. We see you next week. I've lost track. The, the, le- uh, next week's it. All right. Well, not, it. For, not forever. Well. <laughs> wow. MB's He's ending us like that on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to bring it. All the viewers just instantly turned off. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Nothing ever comes to one that is worth having except as a result of hard work. Nothing ever comes to one that is worth having except as a result of hard work. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Dennis Cook, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.